You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Take three. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am Jeff Ellis, your host. Hey, we had a fun game today. Uh, it was the first game I completely missed, I think, all season, and uh, maybe my second. And of course, they scored more runs today than, what, the last five games, maybe. Uh, fun one to watch. Uh, Jose Ramirez, what a game. If you're listening earlier on this week, I talked about how the Reds and the Indians are these mirror images. I've talked about that a lot. And for the Reds, you know, they, Nick Castellanos is the one player holding that team afloat. For the Indians offensively, that was Jose Ramirez. My snide comment on the uh, before the series began was, well, they have the better one right now. And Castellanos was having just an absolutely phenomenal year. He still is. But uh, after today's game, it's hard to feel like they have the better one in terms of offensive production. What a day by Jose Ramirez. Let's get into it. Uh, we'll talk about on today's show. Stick around for talking about the roster moves that were made uh, on top of just what occurred in the game today. Uh, a lot to talk about in this one. In some respects, it's kind of a funny game to look at because, like I said, we'll talk about some of the roster moves. But before this game, as teams were making roster moves all over the league, the Indians let Brooks Raley go, who had pitched the night before, and brought in Jose De Leon. Now, I've liked De Leon back to his days with the Dodgers. If you follow me on Twitter, when the Reds claimed him, I thought he's a great uh, claim candidate. It's a player with a background to be successful has had problems staying healthy, going to an organization that has a lot of smart people there. Uh, unfortunately, this was not his day. Uh, one and two-thirds innings, eight runs on four hits, four walks. Of his five outs, he did get three via strikeout if you're looking for a positive. But whew, Jose Ramirez, three for four, four runs, four RBIs, two home runs, and a triple. That's right, his three for four was two home runs and a triple. Not Not your average combination. Cesar Hernandez, excellent job setting him up, going two for four, also had a walk in this one. Uh, you look at his numbers, quite strong as well right now on the season after the past few games where he's starting to pick up his play. Uh, those are definitely the top two players on the Indians right now offensively. Uh, Lindor had a hit and a walk. Santana had four walks, no hits in this one, but that's back to... You know, when you're seeing him walk four times in the game, that's a good sign for him going forward. Fran Mil Reyes, we've talked about his struggles, and while he did have the big home run earlier in the week, uh, it's nice to see him go two for four in this one, including, you know, the one hit. Or I don't, I was debating, is it a positive, is it not a positive? The, the single where it was out of the zone, but he just overpowered uh, the other team, basically, and the pitch, I should say, and was able to power it for a single. Uh, I wanted Domingo Santana to play, not his best game. Oscar Mercado, who's been up and down. You don't like to see the four strikeouts with him, uh, just because in general he struggles with contact. And Delano DeShields for his first game, not a bad performance. And when you have DeShields and Mercado, that just brings a lot defensively to your outfield. That's what you kind of have to look at there in that situation, uh, even though it's maybe not ideal if no one's going to hit anyways in that outfield, then, uh, yeah, why not just go for team super defense? Uh, especially with those two, you can really make up for the uh, the negatives that Santana would bring as an outfielder. The Indians manage in this one 11 hits, 13 runs. 
their side of things, Cincinnati had just three hits. They did have four walks, but still, the Indians had nine walks. It is kind of funny that while they had 11 hits, I believe they only had, no, they had, let's see, four extra base hits. For a second, I thought all the extra base hits belonged to Jose Ramirez, but I forgot that uh, Cesar Hernandez had that double uh, in the game as well. We so focus on the offense. What about the pitching? Uh, Carlos Carrasco, six innings of one-hit baseball, did allow all four of those walks. Eight strikeouts, 97 pitches. Again, as we watch the pitching performances, you expect Clevenger to be fantastic. You expect Bieber, maybe not be as good as he has been, but to be quite good. Uh, you know, there are some people who really believe in Saval. Uh, Plesak, I think, is surprising us all, but hopefully he'll keep doing that. Uh, but man, if you can get Carrasco back to the Carrasco he was not that long ago, it's such a big win for this organization. Three legitimate ace types. I, I think people forget just how good Carrasco was at peak. Um, going back to uh, when the Astros knocked him out of the playoffs in that five-game series, my biggest complaint was always the fact that we got Bauer twice uh, and an injured Kluber twice, but down the stretch, the best pitcher on that team was Carlos Carrasco, and he was just so dominant, uh, so good, so consistent, and I'm uh, I'm hoping we'll get to see more of uh, of that version of him this year. It'd be fantastic to see him come back uh, and excel. He did have uh, a pair of wild pitches, it looks like, in this one. Cam Hill came in, one inning, struck out two of the three batters he faced. Talked about Phil Maton. I thought he could be a, uh, a cut candidate. He didn't get cut, but uh, just his second uh, outing of the year. But it was a good outing, looking at the positive here. And then uh, Pletko came in to finish it off and... You know, I, I don't know. A little bit surprising to see him there. I guess we're uh, abandoning the whole need for a six starter. Now they don't play on Monday. They're getting one of those rare uh, rest days in the schedule, so that might also play into the being able to use um, Plutko out of the pen instead of start. But man, Hill didn't allow a hit. Maiden allowed one and didn't walk anyone. Plutko allowed one hit, struck out one. For as much as I complained about the bullpen, and yes, I, I talked about my my multitude of issues and concerns, it's been really good. It's made me look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm always happy to look like I don't know what I'm talking about when it's for the good of the Cleveland Indians in general. But uh, yeah, the, the pen is, is overperforming. Now, in defense of myself, I will say uh, I have been probably the leader just like I was the only person really stumping for Zach Plesak before last year. I've been stumping for Cam Hill since they drafted him. Always bringing his name up when I was in Columbus, talking with people. Talked about him multiple times on the podcast a year ago where I was like, the Indians believe in this guy. He may not get the run he uh, necessarily deserves, but th- this is a guy that has a major league future, and I'm not the only one who believes that. And he got his shot this year. He performed really well down the stretch last year. That for sure he was getting the call. It didn't happen. And now he's getting it. And it's going to be hard for him to not stick around if he keeps performing as he has. There's always been uh, some issues with control at points, with the long ball. 
at points, but the bat, the bat, the arm has always been good. He's always been able to miss bats. There is so much potential for Cam Hill to be another one of those great young arms in this pen with Karen Chalk, Class A. Eventually, you're hoping Nick Sandlin and uh, guys like Robert Broom and Kyle Nelson as well. So, you know, just keep that hope alive of building this young, cheap pen that's going to allow the Indians to contend for a while to come. Our sponsors today, we have uh, two fantastic sponsors, so make sure to listen and uh, support those who support us on this show and help bring you this great free content that you enjoy. First sponsor is rockauto.com. We have talked about it. it is a, you know, they're a warehouse type of store by having one main location. They're not paying all the upkeep on and rent for a lot of little stores for all the, and they don't have to pay to staff those uh, non-existent stores. So they're able to save money and that savings is passed on directly to you, the consumer. When you go, you look for the products you need for your car very easy to navigate site. I always bring up the fact that I am car illiterate, but I could still navigate ex- very easily, find what I'm looking for uh, for my car and get a part I need at a price that is unbeat, unbeatable by any other place I look and compare. So go look for yourself. Go to rockauto.com. And remember in the little box, or like, how did you find out about us? Do us a favor, write locked on right locked on mlb right locked on indians just write some version of locked on to let them know that we sent you our other sponsor is postmates and my big pitch they give us you know ad reads for these but i still think the best pitch is postmates is made for the now you know this is a service that's going to bring you what you need when you need it 24 hours a day 365 days a year if it's you don't feel like going to get your groceries postmates has it if you don't feel like making dinner postmates has it if you don't have the time to go wait in line uh, at the store postmates that's what they're there for they are there to take the hassle out of your daily life and if you're someone who feels a little bit nervous i know i do sometimes going out in public with all everything that's going on never been a per- better time to use postmates So right now you're going to go over, you're going to download the app either on iOS or Android. Both of them uh, work fine. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word. And by doing that, you are going to give yourself $100 of free delivery credit. Go wild. Give yourself a weekend of relaxing, of laziness, of leisure. Uh, Using the Postmates app, using that promo code LOCKEDON, one word. Do it for yourself. Take a weekend off. Have Postmates do all the dirty work for you. Okay, so the Indians made some roster moves. Now, I uh, I kind of nailed some of the names in this. Um, I think I mostly got it right. Yeah, I thought that Phil Maton might be gone, but I also said that uh, there's a, every possibility he wouldn't be just based on how this team uh, likes to run with a deep set of pitchers, and he did stick around. But I mentioned that Christian Arroyo was almost certainly out, and I, I didn't realize just how out he would be. Not only is he no longer on the uh, the active roster. He's no longer an Indian. He will likely get claimed. Uh, he had fallen behind Chang and Freeman and with Daniel, not Daniel Johnson, with Delano DeShields needing to come off the COVID list, the Indians had to open a spot on their 40-man. They did that by waving Arro- uh, Christian Arroyo. Didn't really get a great shot here at the same time. Didn't really kick open that door and I feel like he's never kicked open that door. I, you know, I talked about this before as well, that for all of the ability, all the upside, being the former top prospect, the performance was never great in the minors. Um, 
when I saw him in double A, I always came away thinking, how is this a top 100 prospect? Uh, Yeah, he can play a lot of positions, but there was nothing that stood out. And this is his third organization, and the the Indians had a a need, and he just wasn't able to, to do that. So Christian Arroyo is gone. Now, what's interesting is they optioned Greg Allen and Daniel Johnson down as well as cutting Krishna Arroyo because they had to move two players off with the roster going from 30 to 28 and to bring in DeShields they had to uh, remove another player so that's why there's three out one on this also puts it in a situation you know I talked about when they set up the initial roster that someone was going to have to come off the 40 down the road because of the way it was set up and that's what happens with Arroyo uh the other player of note, you know, Emmanuel Classe isn't going to come off the 40-man until the offseason uh, due to his suspension, so they don't have to worry about that now. But the Shields is with the team, and what does he bring? He brings plus-plus-plus, uh, you know, 70, maybe 80-grade uh, speed and defense. Offensively, he's not going to bring a whole lot. Um, a well-below-league average bat, but... The defensive skills are there when you look at Baseball Savant and you look at his advanced stuff. He runs well, and he has a really good speed and really good defense. There's a world where basically uh, Oscar Mercado and, and DeShields are the same player. Uh, if you look at the streakiness and the profiles, that's, that wouldn't shock me at all if, if Mercado ends up just being quite like DeShields uh, long-term. Maybe a little bit more power potential, uh, which is why he has a better uh, ability as a starter. But yeah, it, with as bad as, again, some of these players are performing for the Indians, adding a guy who at least is going to be a plus defender is a, is a net win for the team. Uh, it makes sense, the moves they made here. Daniel Johnson is struggling. He's pressing a bit in his first opportunities. Greg Allen has just looked really bad uh it's a small sample size but he's managing to look bad in a small sample size so very logical maneuvers here we'll see what they uh how they continue to to deal and handle the roster i don't think we're going to see a lot of big moves i don't think we're going to see a lot of moves in general but uh, i think they're going to kind of stay the course with the core that's in place they'll have the uh, the secondary players continuing to get coached up. That's why they have all those top prospects there. And we'll continue to see that uh, progress the year. But I expect the roster to not necessarily be set in stone, but pretty close to it. You're, you're looking at probably one or two players that could go up or down at any point in time. It's a, it's a veteran-laden team. You know, It's like when Naquin gets healthy, I will be curious to see what the next move is. Uh just because which outfielder do they let go? That's where this is going to get very interesting if you're an Indians fan because they are, you know, there's so many outfielders already on the roster. You know, Mercado's playing well. They've added, or not, Mercado's not playing well, but Mercado is, you know, the holdover from last year. He's an interesting young player. DeShields is the player they, you know, acquired as part of the, the Kluber deal. Zimmer's playing well relative to everyone else. Luplo played awesome a year ago in a very specific role, and he needs to be in a very specific role. Uh, Domingo Santana, you're paying money. Not a ton, but you know he is there on a... He was a free agent addition for the Cleveland Indians. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. It could be a point where uh, Yu Chang gets sent down and they're just carrying a bunch of outfielders. That could also happen. 
not ideal, but you know, something to keep in mind. Uh, so White Sox already back to a team we know. Remember, it's going to be a lot of interdivision uh, battles this year. What has changed since we last saw the White Sox? Well, we now know what the full schedule is going to be. And due to Carlos Rondon's injury, old friend alert, Saturday's pitcher is now Ross Detweiler, who I'm still shocked is bouncing around the bigs. Largely ineffective at every stop, but keeps getting opportunities. I, I'll never understand how ineffective pitchers uh, continue to get reps. Um, you know, six innings in 2018. 2019, he had 69 innings with the White Sox and had a negative war. He's crossed his career, been worth 2.7. He's never been good. Uh, he's never even been average. He's always been consistently below average to bad. Former sixth overall pick. You know, that's that's one of those kind of hurts. You have to go back and look at 2007 and see uh, who the Nationals passed on. But, yeah, just Detweiler's not great. Uh, and we've talked about the way this Indians team is, is set up. They should be able to take advantage of that. They hit lefties well is a roster set up to hit lefties. So here is my three-game prediction. Uh, Savolver Cease, I already talked in the last time about Cease and his inconsistencies. Could be great this time. I'd still give the Indians to the edge. Plesak has been so good, and Ross Detweiler is not good at all. Advantage Indians. Bieber versus Giolito. We thought we'd see this last time. I believe it didn't happen, right? Bieber's the better pitcher. So, you know, a sweep is unlikely. Uh, I could see Sunday being the loss. I could see uh, Friday being the loss. Saturday feels like a like that should be a sure win, which means, of course, they will lose Saturday since I've said that. But, uh, yeah, it, this is a chance to continue the positive streak, keep, keep plowing through, as it were. Um, you have to feel good uh, after the last three games, even if it was a team that uh, in the Reds that is struggling as badly as the Indians are. The White Sox are also beat up. You know, they called up uh, Nick Madrigal and then had to send him down. Uh, separated shoulder. It was a shoulder injury of some sort. Uh, they did activate Nomar Mazzara. So that means, you know, no more uh, Delmonico hitting cleanup. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, on the whole, it, it's a offensive production is up. Uh, Luis Robert has been fantastic. Uh, the rookie, who they have locked up long-term, has been better than anyone could have hoped. He has been their best player in the early goings. Uh, Moncada has been very effective, as has Jose Abreu and Elo Jimenez. And even uh, Luiri Garcia, who's been playing some shortstop for them at points, is uh, is playing well. Now, he is playing shortstop because I believe Anderson is also hurt. So that's another... Uh, injured player for this White Sox team. Uh, you go and you look at their their injury uh, injured list. It's it's not great. Uh, with Lopez and Rondon, that's two-fifths of the rotation. Anderson Magical, that was supposed to be their up-their-middle combo. Uh, Jimmy Lambert was working... I've talked about I've been a fan of him for a few years. He was working out of the pen for the uh, the White Sox. They still have the what's been the strong three of Cologne, Bummer, and Surprisingly, Evan Marshall, I remember he was with Cleveland before he got here where he was largely ineffective. But they've got some guys who are working out of their pen right now. They're doing a lot with spare parts, but are finding ways to be successful with those spare parts. And 
You know, they look like a potential playoff team, especially in this expanded structure. Their offense is stronger than the Indians right now. Uh, Most are, so that shouldn't come as much of a surprise. But this should be another series win for the Indians. It, It really should be. They have the pitching to give themselves an advantage. The White Sox have been playing barely 500 baseball in the early goings, very up and down. So, yeah, Indians should win this one. Uh, We'll come back. Monday is an off day. So next week we will talk about the three games from this series. We'll preview the Chicago Cubs short series, a chance to talk about what's going to occur there, the going-ons of facing the Cubs, who have been one of the better teams in baseball in the early going. And, yeah, we'll just continue to uh, to ride along and see how things go with this Cleveland Indians team. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's a team that just needs to tread water to make the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, anything can happen. Uh, it's going to be a ridiculous season. Uh, the Indians have the pitching to take advantage of it. So for now, I think you're content with 8-6. and six. Uh, If you go 571 win percentage the West, rest of the way, you're in the playoffs. That's, that's no doubt. So... Uh, positive vibes nice little three-game win streak hopefully some of those players like Franmil Reyes and Carlos Santana are really starting to wake up and uh, an offense that should be better than it is it's never going to be a top 10 offense but should be a solid offense we'll start to show that I've been Jeff Ellis I want to thank everyone for listening this week rating and reviewing I still owe a shout out to our reviewer I will remember that for next week I promise you are all fantastic and it is a joy to do this pleasure for each and every one of you who listen every single week. Thank you, and as always, Go Tribe!